um, this was a weird viewing experience because I was like going into it. Zoids episodes seven through nine. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I was like, wow, episode seven is way better than most of these have been so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed episode seven and then eight and nine were just nothing. Yeah. In fact, there nine was, uh... was kind of annoying. Nine was that trope where it's like, OK, you're just making it worse. Let's regroup. Why do we have to keep doing this? Yeah, there was a there was a perfect <clears throat> quote from Moonbay uh, that I don't know if it was said in the English version, uh, but in the Japanese version, she said uh, something along the lines of, I mean, nobody knows what's going on. I don't think there was anything like that in the English one. I, at least I, I didn't catch it. Yeah, well, <clears throat> for the for the Japanese version, it pretty much summed it all up for for episode seven. It was like, OK, wait, this is like good. We've, yeah, we've like g- the tension, the conversation, like all of that stuff was really good. The new characters, none of which had irritating or, uh, I guess, just noise dialogue, like dialogue to just fill the dead air. They didn't have that. There was plenty of story to tell. So everything like had a purpose like the right. uh, <clears throat> the exchange between the captain and the major, like the major from the Empire and the captain from the Republic. That was like mm-hmm. cool. I was like, this is a good scene. I'm enjoying yeah. this. And then like the uh, the the plan to like use the bandits to like create a false flag attack. Right. It, and then it like gets complicated. It doesn't quite work out and they get betrayed. But then even that was like complicated. Eight, eight yeah. wasn't bad. Eight wasn't bad. I'll say nine felt like we had to go right back to preschool. And watch this stupid kids show with this stupid trope. And here's the thing. I'm not saying it's stupid because it's a kids show. But this is a, an episode that is stupid in kids shows. Right. It was uh, it was it was poorly written. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's the whole thing where it's like. <clears throat> my friend is under mind control. I'll just get through to them by walking unarmed towards them while they're in a violent rage. And it like. Everything about that has never sat well with me, even when I was little. I was like, this seems kind of stupid. Like, yeah, maybe we should restrain them at least. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know that that part didn't bother me as much, uh, I guess, mainly because like, I, I guess I've bought into that trope. Uh, and with the first episode with him getting, you know, thrashed around. But. It it definitely is a trope. <laughs> well, in the first episode, it was like I don't know. It, it was brisk, and it and it actually like served a purpose. And this one, the whole explanation too, where it was like, what was it? A they called it a rare hurts. Rare hurts. Yes. Totally. Like some totally migrating. pulled out of their rear, <laughs> out of nowhere. Yes. Oh, I will say I definitely wanted to make mention that these three episodes really stretched my suspension of disbelief where it's like with Saint Seiya. It's like, you know, my suspension of disbelief is just like, yeah, it's, it, I, it is suspended. They have they've told me that everything is on the table. So oh, yeah. I am not, I'm not at all worried. But with this, it's like there's just so much so many leaps that they want you to make that i'm just like i i'm getting to the point that i can't what are some examples because the main one i think of is in episode nine just this random thing they've decided is in this universe that's not mentioned and i doubt it's ever gonna come up again i got i get the vibe that in the beginning of that episode i was like oh that's the filler shield that's the we never have to bring this up again. It's just going to be a problem right now. The. Um, oh, gosh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the moment that I that I first started realizing, like, my suspension of disbelief was breaking. Um, oh, it was when, it was in episode seven. It was when they were on the bridge and Moon Bay and Fine were being held at gunpoint. And then. uh and then um, Van shows up and like roars 
And then they're like, okay, let's go. And then they run like 30 feet to their Zoid. (laughs) It's like, that was a really long ways to run without anybody. It's like, I get it. Like, I know the, the whole, they're not going to show really like intense conflict on screen because it is a kid's show. But at the same time, it's like, those guys were standing right there and uh. i i think they had um i think they did enough legwork to make that work comedically for me like i i thought it was kind of funny so i guess that's why it didn't bother me uh kind of related to when um was it who got cat yeah they got who got tied up i can't remember in episode it was uh moon bay and van Okay, yeah, they got tied up and then they're like attempt to rescue them. It shows uh, Fine just kind of walk up to him and like be the distraction. And then yeah, Irv- Irvine, Irvine showing up. That Irvine was, was, that was hilarious. That was funny. But then the way the camera like the way they do the cuts and what they actually show on frame, it just looks like Irvine shows up and then leaves but then right. Moon and Van just like get out of the ropes. And it's like, I'm right. sure if you go frame by frame, you can see that at some point in this storyboard, at some point there was some cut that showed like him, like using a knife to cut the rope or something. But it was like, he shows up comedically and then just exits stage. Right. And they're like left. there, still tied up. <clears throat> and also just the fact that Irvine <laughs> there was a you remember the swiper no swiping moment in episode 8 oh yeah where they were like <laughs> Irvine don't steal Sieg and he's like, he's like okay. well, what do you expect yeah that was uh, <laughs> that was a little goofy it's it's weird because there are some places like I think most of episode seven and honestly episode eight wasn't bad the place no. where they're like in the market and like have that little scuffle with the bandits and stuff i also liked the way it ended that was cool yeah and i, I was like i like I really Ross, like if yeah. that's his name in the sub as well yeah he was awesome it's like i like that character i hope he shows up again but uh it, it'll have these moments like episode seven where it like starts establishing the conflict and stuff where it's like punching above its weight all of the sudden which makes it really Mm -hmm. endearing it was kind of like uh in season one of avatar before we knew what it was where it was like wait a second this is on nickelodeon and it's a kid's show and it has pretty good animation and this conflict seems to be getting pretty serious it, right. it gives me those vibes, which I know probably aren't going to go to the same place more than likely. Right. <laughs> However, I mean, they do have like the time skip and this I mean, this franchise has been very successful. So who knows? Maybe it's just that these toys sell so well, we can keep pumping out anime. Right. But uh, um, that's probably stuff like episode seven it'll feel like it's punching way above its weight and it seems to be better when it's doing that right like when it's playing it straight like kind of taking itself seriously it's good at it it's like you it should do that more and that's what the first three episodes felt like uh four and five were pretty disposable six was good seven was great eight was okay and then nine is like it could just be you know Maybe early on when when they're finding their feet, they have to like just have some stuff that they know works. So it's just mm-hmm. really generic, tropey stuff that's filler. Uh, and if it turns out to not be filler, then OK. I mean, it's it's still going to be a weird thing where it's like, what is a rare hertz? That's just a it just makes it to where like some locations you can't use a Zoid, which I guess is convenient for narrative purposes. <clears throat> It's kind of like yeah. how how you have to explain how in every Metroid game Samus loses her armor and then has to get it all back. Yeah, and also, I mean, like it provided them the opportunity to actually get away from the uh, the Empire. But I want to uh, say I like how it's not clear 
who the good guys are between the Empire and the Republic. <clears throat> oh, I wanted to ask in the um, in the Japanese version, when the Empire, when uh, whatever his name was, the the major blonde dude, blue eyes. Yeah. The when the major was talking to um, that bureaucrat, the screen, I don't remember his name. It was some like weird, like Proit- Jonah Proit- or something. What? Oh, I don't know. They might have just changed it to be pronounceable whatsoever in the English version. Yeah, his his name was like Proit something. It was like it was weird. I could also just be um, remembering wrong, but yeah, it was a weird name. I, I couldn't I couldn't keep it in my head. And then his second, <clears throat> like his his right hand, like the major's right hand man was uh, Marx, M-A-R-X. Huh? Um, I don't think he I don't think that was his name in mine. But I, once again, I don't remember his name. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, but one of the things that they had said, like in talking, the dude on the screen was like, we have no support from Europe. And I was like, what? Wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> he didn't say that at all in the English dub. Yeah, I uh, I I it, it, just that throwaway line. I was I'm like really intrigued as to what the world like. They uh, already established this is not the same planet. Like this, this right. is like planet. What? I, I don't remember. It was like planet V something. Planet Zed. Oh, Z or Z something. Yeah. Oh, it's no. like the it's like the name of the first episode. Is is like the boy from planet whatever? Yeah, the boy from planet Z Z I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Okay. They don't have Europe here. I don't know what that guy's talking about. Unless it's like European colonies, which good grief, we still got those. <laughs> <clears throat> England's back at it again. I also like how uh was it I, I don't remember which episode it was, but the shield lager uses the shield and everyone's mm-hmm. surprised. And it's like, wait. So we were we not using that this whole time? I just assumed that it had a shield that was just invisible, you know, like Spartans in Halo. Right. And like it was kind of like the rhino where it's just like, oh, things would just kind of deflect off of it. Yeah, it's just it's just tougher. It's more resilient or whatever. But then it's like Mm -hmm. he activates it and I'm like, everyone else is having a very strong reaction to this. And I I just assumed it's right in the name. We should at least not be surprised. Yeah. Also, the fact that they knew, like, when they saw that model, it's like, oh, that's a shield like. <laughs> Whoa, it has a shield. It's 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 clearly well known. Yeah. Well, other stuff that's just kind of clumsy. Also, uh, I was thinking that's probably not in the sub, but the fact that it was in the sub, it's like, mm. Is very very clumsy. <clears throat> yeah, I I'm gonna say there's not much here <laughs> for us to cover. Uh, it could just be I want to untether it so I can have it on in the background because still it's very easy to just have playing and I and I yeah, and I like the art style. I like the vibe that it has. Yeah, it's definitely a popcorn uh, popcorn show. Like it's it's easy to <clears throat> enjoy. Um, and there's nothing like offensive in it. It's just like uh, just the the crummy, the crummy writing that we have, unfortunately, tend to associate with kids shows. Right. It's kind of like, well, who's the target audience? They're not going to know you better. You can tell that there's like fewer right. hurdles that are putting being put in the way of like a a, a rushed script where it's like, oh, they're not going to care. Which I can understand. It's like it's coming down to the wire. We've got to get the scripts in. It's like they're not going to care. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just put it in there. (laughs) Make the voice actors say these things earnestly. There was there was a moment in episode nine that I really liked, though, um, when he was talking to uh, Sieg and when he was telling him, like, or when it was right after Sieg came back, like, you know, you know, his his personality came back and his eyes turned red again. I thought um, what happened, which <clears throat> they didn't explain this further. So maybe I was wrong. But in my brain, I just rationalized it as when they started falling, he fell out of the range of the frequency. And then 
like came to like it wasn't the fall it was just they like had somehow gotten far enough away from it because he had been chasing him like all over that valley but now that i'm thinking about it i'm like that wasn't at all clear yeah no in, in fact what, what he what uh van says right after that um is he says you got like that because you weren't <laughs> spirited enough yeah that's not in the dub <laughs> definitely not and i was like i was like hey hey there's a good all right <laughs> that would have made me feel better about it because i'm like okay well maybe there's something here that is kind of relevant to the podcast yeah and then like right after that he was like we're gonna start training so that we can get more spirited well that's more interesting that would be more encouraging uh i think what i might do is maybe i'll continue watching this uh and then you know when it comes back around time for us to do this Mm -hmm. or you know catch up on my hero then maybe you know maybe we'll make the decision then because if episodes like 10 11 and 12 get into the good stuff and like maybe this these other things get out of the way because i feel like we're right on the edge of it yeah it's like it could it could just be a just a popcorn show but then it drops little nuggets like the the legends are legendary because people believe but see that's that's the problem with the translation and it it would no longer be a popcorn show if it's uh if it's no longer english because we can't just listen to it in the background exactly (laughs) that's a good point Yeah, I I think so. Um, I don't want to make the call on whether or not we're going to continue watching it. Or okay, I don't want to make the call on whether or not it'll be an episode because we'll have a couple weeks for me to decide that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like I'll know for sure if the next three don't sell me, then it'll be like okay, I don't I don't have to worry about it. But I feel like if we if we cut it off now, it's going to bother me. Yeah. And I think that we're, that actually falls in line with like what we were wanting to do with this season with like if there's three episodes of us just being like, ah, then we drop it. Yeah. So we're on we're on episode two of us being like, ah. yeah, <laughs> it's like it's got two strikes. That being it really sucked because episode seven, I was like, oh, this might be it. This might be the yeah, comeback. It was a strong start. It was like, oh, OK, now we actually there were actually purpose. like tactics and like yeah. you, you got to see the process of them strategizing. And I liked and the then, designs of all the new characters they were showing, like all the Empire designs. I was like, yeah, I like this. These are good bad guys. The major was uh, was very uh, Nazi general. <laughs> right. But he was also like likable. Like he se- right. he seemed like, you know, younger and like an up and comer. So there's potential that he could change sides or something like he isn't set in his ways. And he's and he's but like also railing like against this of honor. Yeah. He's like he's railing against this bureaucracy and it's like keeping him from doing his job. And I'm like, oh, we might have a bit of a Zuko situation. This this guy could eventually yeah. turn to the to the good guys. <clears throat> However, it would be a thing where it's like. He wouldn't really change his values mm-hmm. he would just have to figure out that his values more aligned with a different group like right because you can tell like you were saying the whole thing with like with honor and that he doesn't like uh what was it he said he, he said something about the the bureaucrat he was talking to on the tv he's like I, he's like i don't answer to you i answer to the emperor yeah, and the guy was like, uh, my orders or my will is the will of the emperor right. or something like that. He's like hand waving it and he's like, OK, this guy is not on the same wavelength. Like he's he's almost like the bureau, the bureaucrat is part of the empire as like a means to an end, whereas mm-hmm. the major, he's the true believer. He's like he's right. the one that's that's willing to give his life for his emperor. And that was interesting. I'm like, I want to see this get more developed. I want to have an episode just from this guy's perspective and like going through all the uh, or, or like navigating the uh, not the, the social ladder. I mean, just navigating, I guess, the military ladder, mm-hmm. trying to not get himself court martialed or whatever for being 
um, too dedicated to the emperor in this empire. Right. And I'm like, uh, oh, that's they, cool. I like that. Did they name drop the emperor in the English version? <clears throat> Uh, if they did, I missed it. They, he, I, they kept calling him the Emperor in mine. Okay, in in one of the the scenes, they called him Emperor Zeppelin. That's a freaking cool name. <laughs> if I was like, that's a cool dude. It, it also, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I, I'm not 100 percent convinced that they would maybe do this intentionally, but it could be a really cheesy metaphor they could do. It's like this emperor being like a really opulent guy mm-hmm. who, of course, you know, makes a clumsy mistake and then and everything burns down. <laughs> There's Emperor Zeppelin. <clears throat> oh, the humanity. I want to see if on the wiki there's like a. Um, like for the characters, if it says, you know, English name <clears throat> and uh, Japanese name. Mm, oh i bet it does and i bet that's a fun game to play however i don't want to run across it's true status deceased (laughs) the old classic the the best the best greeting to any uh tv shows wiki okay i'm just looking at the list of characters so it's not telling me any like any name or any like statuses just going to uh i'm on the zoids fandom.com i went to chaotic century the only mm-hmm. one it shows uh on the the list is fiona slash fine oh yeah yeah i see that and then uh rudolph zeppelin dude we got another rudolph Oh, he's the third. Yeah, so this is like a a uh 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 what's the word? A hereditary a hereditary monarchy. Mhm. <clears throat> All right. I did I did see I I did see a spoiler and it's actually pretty interesting. Or it could it could be interesting as to the whole Dude, struggle with the major and you know him being loyal to the emperor me. versus being loyal to proit whatever proit so proit whatever whatever um i don't i don't remember the guy's name but when i clicked on minor characters it says major ford and that was not his name in the dub they did not call him major ford that was something totally different Oh. And did, did you did you click on him just so no, you could see his cuz I don't want to okay. see when he when if he dies. Yeah, here. I'm, I'll I'll send you the picture because it's not who you're thinking of. Oh, okay. A different guy? Yeah. Okay. That different character. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, it's just some background dude. <laughs> Minor character indeed. <laughs> that's the best character. <laughs> that's the best shot they have of him is like this clearly really zoomed in background like corner of frame shot he's holding a piece of paper just like <laughs> yeah. blank face yet he's one of the first minor characters mentioned all right maybe it's chronological or something it's like chronological of named characters <clears throat> oh man anyway i'm just gonna call the other guy major because i still don't remember his name but uh I oh, it's, uh, I did Preutzen just is his name. Yeah, you saying in, it in the same way. So no, no, I I couldn't remember the last part. It's it was Proy something, and it's oh. but it's Preutzen. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So in here's a difference in the dub, the the red haired bandit leader, mm-hmm. his name is just Ross. Oh, and in the it, it's in. In the Japanese, it's Rosso. Yeah, he's uh he's Spanish in the Japanese one. <laughs> Rosso. <laughs> I, I'm I'm seeing in some stuff that it's like 
I, I just got a Myers, a mild spoiler. I, I went to, uh, I clicked on Dr. D because I'm like, that's a funny name. I got to see <laughs> Dr. D and the picture did not disappoint. I'm like, man, I want to get to that episode. <laughs> episode 10 is his debut. Okay, well, I at least got to see episode 10. <laughs> and look, there's trees in the background. What? And a mountain. What are trees? <laughs> do, wow. do you think they know? I don't I I actually do not. They may not have seen them like their entire life. They've never seen a tree. Okay, it drives me nuts. Even the fandom page calls Sieg Zeke. But then it says uh Sieg for the this says Japanese version is Sieg. That's this seems really inconsistent. Also, I just noticed they have <laughs> they have different voice actors for, for Sieg. <laughs> he gets dubbed. <laughs> He gets different growls. That's I I am. I'm glad that they were so thorough in giving uh, American voice actors a job. <laughs> They're like, here, um, we have some extra money. Let's just spend it. I don't know. We'll dubs. We'll we'll dub Sieg. Who's, or, the, you know, who's the coffee guy? Who's the coffee? You want a job? <laughs> All right. Dave Pettit. Yeah, you, you can have credit in this. Uh I don't even know who Dave Pettit is. I <laughs> me neither. Um, it could he, be wildly insulting. Oh wait, he voices Zeke in Zoids. <laughs> see, oh, I, I'm actually curious as to what he's done. Yeah. Oh, here's uh, the thing. You know what's funny was the was the first voice that I knew Dad, D. Bradley Baker did was Appa. So mm. eh, kind of a, a little comparison there. And then it's like, yeah, D. Bradley Baker was like one of the most prolific and talented voice actors ever. He's every he was, clone in Clone Wars. He's known as the narrator in Valiant Hearts. If you know that. Oh, game. I actually have that game. I have yet to play it. I, I've heard it's Same. it's one of those games that's just there to be sad. And it's like, I, I really don't care for those. I'm, it's like, I'm never in the mood to play that game, but I've heard it's good. You know, what the... game is also really sad. Hmm. Dante's Inferno and it's sick the whole time. So there's like That's no excuse. <laughs> there's no excuse to not be awesome while overall being sad. Oh, he was in SSX and he played Simon in SSX. OK, hold on. We like him. We like this lad. Does has he did he play Simon in all the SSX? I guarantee you he did not. Because think of how many studios are well, it was the same studio for like the first five, to be fair. Ah, uh, yeah, no, he just played Simon in SSX, like the twenty ten or twenty twelve version. Oh, the remake or or reboot? Yeah. You remember reboots? I I do. Listen, and, uh, that kind of that kind of stopped, didn't it? It did. I've not said re I've not said reboot in so long, and it, it it's strange to me that I haven't because for a minute that was all it was, but now it's it's all remasters. It well, it's remasters for games or it's remakes, and it's remakes mm -hmm. in in film. But for a while, there were reboots in film where it's like this is another entry in something that's been long dormant, but it's completely canon. Mm. <clears throat> now, uh, most things do remakes where it's like totally recast and everything like, uh, I mean, the one I keep going to is Robocop just because of how atrocious it is. But <clears throat> like when I, when I think of, um, when I think of reboots, um, I think of, uh, evil dead. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a reboot, which which is but it was also a requel because like the little uh, the uh, the little teaser right at the end. It was sneaky. Yeah, they they were they were groovy. They were trying to make you think it was a remake. And then at the end, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, it's actually a sequel. But yeah, that movie was sick. Yeah, it was really good. In, it was in really a lot well of made. definitions of sick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's one of the <clears throat> so i've kind of come to the conclusion at this point in my life that it's like i'm not going to like most horror films it's it's mm -hmm. just it's not my thing but there's a few here and there where it's like you have like a hero character or or mm -hmm. someone that like becomes heroic 
and it's it's without like it's it's without turning them into something that's worse i guess it's like you know that which doesn't kill you make you strong makes you stronger yeah you're talking like aliens <laughs> right it's like yeah it, aliens evil dead um predator in a way i mean predator is basically structured like a horror film even mm-hmm. though you know the people getting killed off are like you know big jacked military dudes with lots of big weaponry it's like it's more or less more or less a, a slasher film like they're losing the fight oh yeah absolutely and I, in fact i <laughs> i considered it already as a yeah and, horror film. and it's like the the another aspect of that is like they have to be getting sort of humiliated in a way where it's like they're hopelessly outgunned and like their mm-hmm. their attempts just are like they're getting squashed like bugs but then one guy figures it out and it's like that's that's the part that wins me over Mm -hmm. like most horror films are are just not for me but evil dead is and it's funny because evil dead is also like really subversive it's funny when Mm -hmm. i when i see these things that make it through the cracks with me and i'm like why what the heck what makes you different (laughs) Like Evil Dead is so goofy. Even the remake, which was oh, like like so goofy. The remake, which plays it as straight as can be for as long as possible, there's some stuff that's really goofy in it. Like yeah. when they go into the basement that's getting flooded, in the way that she like moves towards them in the water, it's like it's really silly. <laughs> it was goofy, but it was horrifying. Yeah, it was. I didn't expect it, and it like made me jump out of my seat. I remember. I was like, "Yee!" <laughs> it's one of those moments where it's like, "Hey, it should not be moving like that." And then, but the freaking <laughs> like heavy metal ending to that movie. <laughs> yeah, and, and like it's seeing like the ascension of a heroic character like overcoming mm-hmm. adversity. It was like, oh wow, yeah, this is. This is why I like these. This is why these are different to me. Uh, and, it, and it wasn't like an anti-hero thing. It, it wasn't like she had to like, I don't know, d- do something horrific in order to get the advantage. It was like, no, she just had to grit her teeth and dig deep. Right. Which I guess it's, me saying her makes it kind of a spoiler. <gasps> um, it, it, it's so Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> kind of lives on that on Mm. that line cabin in the woods is also like the bold-faced the bold-faced subversion but it's Mm -hmm. done as a parody it's like cabin in the woods is basically like well what if what if you got rid of suffering and it's like well you can't right it's not how it works (laughs) It's like even if you uh, are like, OK, it's more like if you get rid of the it's it's the C.S. Lewis quote, which is it's funny that that's what it ends up being. <laughs> it's like uh, kind of like when I watched that Jonathan Peugeot video about Loki, which I didn't mm-hmm. watch Loki. I wasn't interested, but I'm going to watch the Jonathan Peugeot video on it. But like right. the thing he describes, it's like. What? I, it doesn't have a choice. Like, yeah, once you once you rail <laughs> against the subvert or once you try to be so subversive for so long, you're going to end up reinforcing the. Uh, yeah, the, the, the actual original story. Pattern. Yeah. And uh, with Cabin in the Woods, it's like the end message is the C.S. Lewis quote where it's like, don't tear down a fence until you know why it's there. Because mm-hmm. they just they, they go against the system and they tear down the fence and then everything comes to an end. <laughs> It's like that's the apocalypse. It's it's the old gods return and, and reap everything. It's such a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the also the the acting is great. That's another weird thing is that it's it's mm-hmm. like a parody of movies that have bad acting, but it's got genuinely good actors in it. And then they start to like act like bad actors in cheap horror movies when they have like the pheromones and stuff start right, being released right. in the room. And it's like you're retroactively making the other bad horror movies make a little more sense. 
Right. It, it, it was it was subversive in a way that still built the media up. It wasn't tearing everything down. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't destructive subversion. It was almost mm-hmm. like here's a kaleidoscope to look at this through that lets you see something that is there that you didn't notice before without mm-hmm. tearing it all down. Um, which I mean, I know he is. Uh, uh, what would you say? He is cast out now. <laughs> Yes. Uh, J- Joss Whedon is definitely he he is no longer beloved in like any media circle. I mean, not not for bad reasons. Uh, I'm like he, he isn't one of those people that like raped anyone, but it was one of those things where it was like, oh, we liked you for being a stand up guy. But now we're learning you're like an unchecked womanizer who literally never once was faithful to his wife. Which like Joss yeah. Whedon's whole thing was that he's good at writing female characters because he like gets inspiration from his wife that he loves or whatever and it's like eh well I think it was he was giving them good roles for other reasons but yeah Mm. the thing is you go back through his library and he's a guy who is I mean from the beginning like Buffy the Vampire Slayer Mm -hmm. very much interested in like the the subversive kind of storytelling probably one of the uh earliest people who was good at it but it's like the thing that made him good was like what happens at the end of loki where it's like you you introduce this kind of uh i guess um anti-hierarchical poison dart of a story mm-hmm. and i mean all of his stories are anti-authoritarian, which would also put him at odds with the company he used to keep. But right. Um, like e- even characters like Malcolm Reynolds and Firefly, it's like, how did you do that without a shred of irony? Like the character of Malcolm, Re- Malcolm Reynolds is just played straight and it yeah. is shown as, a heroic character yeah and like and then when you start <clears throat> applying the uh like the um the real world counterparts to that conflict it's like oh wow yeah we are rooting for a confederate yeah you're rooting for a guy who like was was in the losing side of a civil war and mm-hmm. he's bitter about it but you're not like assassinating his character you're like it's like he's a person he's also like despite his his field of work he's like a he's an honorable person right it's it's just weird that it happened and then like the story that happens is that you've got a shepherd book who's also played straight Mm -hmm. like Joss Whedon, who's like a, <clears throat> I, 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 of course, at the time he, he would describe himself like that. I don't know. I mean, all these people have changed around and switched their places. But uh, back in the day, you had the New Atheists, mm-hmm. and uh, they had their Four Horsemen, which consisted of people like Richard Dawkins and uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris was the young guy who now is like, oh, no one likes him. <laughs> because he has debates with Jordan Peterson. We're not, he he's, he's um unclean. We can't have conversations with him, but like <laughs> Joss Whedon was going to be a hundred percent. He was like one of the new atheists. Like hmm. the way he behaved on social media was a hundred percent. This is a 14 year old who thinks he's owning you by saying, Oh God exists. Where is he? <laughs> like he, the new atheists are at that level and they just uh have are good at public speaking <clears throat> mm-hmm. but like you know there, there's plenty of people that were right there and then are like no longer there because it was like oh the, right this is very very low resolution but the fact that he plays shepherd book like he writes them the way he writes him like he's not written as propaganda. He's like, you write down who this guy is and then you have to like put yourself in his shoes. And it's like, well, what would he actually believe about this situation? And he does a really good job. Yeah. 
In, in fact, like Shepard Book was one of my favorite character. I mean, they're all really good characters, but he was one of my favorites in that entire show and movie. Yeah. Uh, he, he's like, he's just likable and he's mm-hmm. different from the people he's in there with. He's also like, you know, he's out of place he, and he's got this mysterious backstory. <clears throat> and he's got crazy hair. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, uh, the the other there's like three elephants in the room the other elephant in the room is jane who like yeah. he, yes he's comic relief but he also is like a good member of the team and he's also a scoundrel and everybody knows that he's a scoundrel right and it's not played like he's <laughs> he's not terribly heroic but he is capable of doing heroic things And then there's like there's parts where he'll like put he'll be able to put like greed and ambition to the side in order to do the right thing. But it's like it's not all the time, but every once in a while, something gets through something gets through to Jane. You want to run this ship? Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, you can't. (laughs) Such a good show. Uh, Uh, Did I did I tell you there there Disney's going to reboot it? Or remake Disney? it, I should say. Yeah, Disney's going to remake it because they own the rights. Oh. Remember, it was 20th Century Fox. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's going to be atrocious. <laughs> no. And, uh, I mean, you know Joss won't be involved, but even if Joss right. was involved, at this point, you know, he has to uh, he, he has to get himself back into good graces with the Empire in order to, like, have a career again so you know it would no longer be a good story it would be propaganda yeah and also like i i i I, if they're remaking it i can't imagine they would be getting everybody to return for it oh absolutely not well i mean and shepherd book well yeah i'm pretty sure he's dead right yeah his actor is is passed right now they would be doing a remake and they wouldn't be using any of the same people I don't. I mean, there's no way. No way. I mean, maybe, uh, <clears throat> maybe Nathan Fillion would like make a cameo. Him and in uh, Alan Tudyk would would make a cameo probably. Oh yeah. But um, dang it! Ah, oh, that that's horrible news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it like it's it's not going to be good. There's no way. So I mean, I it's it's also one of the situations. I mean, I've said this before, where it's like. Uh, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've said where it's like, should you remake something? It's like, well, was it good? Then why do you need to remake it if it was already good? And then was it bad? And it's like, why are you remaking something? Why are you trying again? (laughs) Yeah, it's like it it really has to fall into the. uh, It has to fall in this perfect middle ground somehow. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this was almost great if we had just had the budget or had the time to make this right. Th- then maybe it could be good. But um, I don't think Firefly is in that place. I-, I think Firefly didn't have success because a show that's like Firefly is not going to have success. Right. It's going to get and- the success that it got. And it got a movie out of it. So, yeah, and a movie that tied everything necessary up as much as possible as much as it could it did its best but it's also like would it would it have been so fondly remembered if it was able to continue it's like it had just the right (laughs) amount to be very satisfying well also what it got also let's see i i don't remember exactly when did firefly end it ended in 2003. Oh my gosh, was it that long ago? Yeah, things were still allowed to be good back then. They were allowed <laughs> to be very good. There, there was, it was the, before the cathedral. Well, nothing is before the cathedral, but it was well, before, it was before true, the the propaganda was so on its face that there was like, I mean, there's there's literally nothing to enjoy in in uh, most modern entertainment it's like the only thing i'm getting from this 
is maybe the potential to virtue signal about it. It's like, oh, I went and supported this, and it's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Like, w- with the Green Knight, it's like, oh, I'll go see the Green Knight to uh, support the character assassination of Arthurian legend. <clears throat> and then uh, Serenity came out in 2005. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's right there in that sweet spot where it was like, yeah, we. it was the only reason you wouldn't watch something so it's like, eh, I might not like that. That might that might suck. <laughs> Whereas these days it's like, man, I would love that convenience. <laughs> yeah. The convenience of being like, eh, maybe it just sucks, because nothing just sucks. I, I, I can't think of any TV shows that are airing right now that I'm like, uh, like, I mean, aside from anime, obviously. Right. Um, I can't think of any TV shows that I'm just like, yeah, I really want to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually discovering some from like the past that I maybe want to watch. Like one of the older Sherlock Holmes series, Mm. like the Um, ones that weren't modern day, I should say. Gotcha. Cause that's Maddie and I started watching uh, twin peaks. Oh, yeah. How's is, that going? It's very weird. Yeah, it that's is, what everyone says. <laughs> it's got the f- like the thick of 90s cheese. Mm. Um, and at the same time, it's like the main character is quirky and like I, I enjoy the main character, but I don't enjoy the directing. Yeah, like, it's David the, Lynch. He'll just he'll he'll just like focus in on like one thing for much longer than he should and it's like okay can we either move on or like move away from this discomfort because this is really uncomfortable like the first episode right when this like the because the whole thing's a murder mystery and this girl like washes up she's dead and it, it like cuts to her parents finding out and it just like stays focusing on the mom who the acting is really hokey and it was probably supposed to be like a really emotional moment, but it was just really uncomfortable. Uh, I think and, I think no matter what David Lynch does, he elicits discomfort. OK, that's that's his one speed. <laughs> like even when he did Dune, which is supposed to be, you know, a sci fi epic, there's multiple points where it's like, this is just weird. And not in the yeah. weird way that Dune is weird. Right, dude. I was thinking the other day. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, we ran out of things to talk about with Zoids. We're just kind of rambling, but right, yeah, we're just. Yeah. Um, I, I was something something sci-fi related. Pop, like I was reminded of something that was sci-fi recently, and it was like, man, I remember when if it was sci-fi, I was on board. Like I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Like even if it looked like it was made on a shoestring budget and had like one star in it and like it was like well at least i know that effort went into that and it like makes me think of like babylon ad which was Mm -hmm. like a no budget movie that could just afford vin diesel when he was like probably at the least popular in his career but like i i wanted to see it so bad i didn't care just because it was sci-fi it's like that was enough for me do you remember the um like right around uh right around that time actually maybe a little bit before um, there was a sci-fi show that came out uh, called uh, what was it? Falling Skies. Oh yeah, and I I just um, remember being like, I really want to watch that. And I watched like the first part of the first season, and then was like, just stopped watching for whatever reason. Well, I think that was around the time that we were a, a little spoiled for riches. Mm, there was a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff that I was able to watch partly and then never finish because there was so many other things to watch. Uh, I yeah. mean, just like remember that. Remember back in the day where it was like, man, there's so much coming out. Like, I'll never have I'll never have the time to be able to, like, see everything I want to see. These days, it's like, man, I'm lucky if anything, anything looks like remotely interesting. Yeah, it's like maybe I should have written <laughs> all those things that I wanted to watch down way back then so that I have something to watch now. <laughs> and here, here's another thing about it. I think people have this. Uh, I don't know. Would it be a compulsion? 
or like a I guess you could describe as, as at, at, in some ways it may be like FOMO like they just they're you're missing out where it's like I mm-hmm. need to watch the new stuff but there's a lot of instances where it's like uh, there's really nothing stopping you from and there is no harm in just watching old stuff like there's a lot you haven't seen as a matter of right. fact there's a lot more you haven't seen from the past than there is coming out this year or something yeah and i also <clears throat> think that it's like especially with the uh, i don't know there's there's this weird thing that i've started to feel and i don't know if this is like a universal feeling but like you know when somebody's like oh i have apple tv and it's like i'm not paying for apple tv but i wonder what they have um mm. and, and there's like that kind of like well i kind of want to know what they're watching and i kind of want to see what's on that that subscription service it's kind of like a, the premium tv channels from back in the day uh, it's like, I, oh well, i want to know what's on those yeah okay so i i remember thinking that as a kid like i remember you know hbo was this this thing that only like grown up people talked about right and like and only some of them could even afford it <laughs> or whatever like hbo was never something that you could just like catch on at some point like i remember when i yeah, learned your, your parents better not catch you right. on it right i i remember hearing that there was a spawn tv show like there was a spawn cartoon mm-hmm. when i was little mm-hmm. and i was like whoa <laughs> i wonder what that's like and then, you know later i got to see uh, kind of right. tragic because it literally just never gets to finish. It just stops right in the middle of some of the story. But uh, yeah, it, back in the day, there was like some things. I, I okay. What I was gonna say, I, I don't feel that at all these days. Mm-hmm. Like um, okay. I actually was talking to a friend of mine, and they mentioned they they were watching. I don't remember the name of the show. Some show starring some guy that was on right now and and they just said it in conversation like that's just a mm-hmm. thing that exists and i was like i don't know what that is and they're like oh it's something on apple tv and i'm like i don't know what that is <laughs> and it's and it's like I, I even after they mentioned it i had there was at no point where i had any interest in it mm. it was like i'd I, I'm not going to go watch that. It, it's not good. Like if if it came out recently and it and it would it was created by anyone west of Japan, like it's not good, which sounds insufferably weebish. And it is. <laughs> and and it's also not true because we just talked about Free Guy and how great that was. Right. Uh, I, I would argue that movie was made in 2017. So <laughs> right. <clears throat> there really there really is like an end point. I, oh, uh, I just saw Cop Shop, by the way. <clears throat> What's that? Uh, it was a, a movie that just came out of left field, uh, starring Gerard Butler. And, I don't uh, want... <laughs> Got that. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's starring Gerard Butler. And it was a fun time. Like, it, it, was, it was just <laughs> a lot of fun. I don't remember being ever like frustrated with anything in it it was just fun to watch you don't remember being gaslit (laughs) which is a feeling i get from almost everything that comes out is like am i being gaslit right now (laughs) which maybe i've just lost my mind but uh yeah it was it was it was pretty much like a like an assault on precinct 13 type thing Ooh, okay interesting yeah it was uh Yeah, it was Gerard Butler and oh gosh, what's his name? The guy that played Crossbones in the MCU. Oh, that fella. Yeah, and I don't know that actor's name. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Go. Yeah, I did know that guy's name. His his uh, name sounds freaking delicious. It's like hot dog <laughs> and grill. It's like okay, I'm hungry. <laughs> Frank <laughs> Grillo. It's like yes. Can I have one? <laughs> Grilling some Franks. But yeah. Uh, I, I was scrolling through Twitter the other day and uh, someone made a post that they're like in time is a good movie that we used to think was mediocre. 
It was like if in time if in time came out now, it would like change the world because it came out in 2011 and things were still good back then with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, it's it's such a cool premise. Oh, yeah. I, where time is currency, like your life is currency. Yeah. And it's like uh, it, it's all about immortal, immortal youth. But the only way to continue living is to get someone else's time. It's like oh, a uh, there's a finite currency because no one lives forever. And it's also an incorruptible currency. Yeah. I mean, unless you, you know, right. start working out and. You know, take take good care of yourself. Don't smoke. Uh, did you did you watch Jonathan Bejo's <laughs> video where he was talking to that dude about Bitcoin? No, I didn't. Uh, I, anything I see about Bitcoin, I, I fear that it's going to go so over my head that it's going to make me sad. <laughs> I'm it con- is. I'm consistently struggling with that, and it worries me because people are like, "If you don't know crypto, you're not going to survive in the new world." And I'm like, "Oh no!" It, it was really enlightening. Because he was also in the same place of like, I have no idea what's going on with this whole crypto thing. Yes, so. but Jonathan Peugeot could see the apocalypse coming. So, he, he... And they kind of do in that podcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> there yeah. are moments of black pill. I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Oh, dude, Olivia Wilde is in in time. This is a good cast. I should watch this movie. I just never watched it. I think what I'm going to (laughs) do, I think I might actually set. It's like, okay, here's here's the cutoff. Anything made in 2018. I'm just not going to 2018 and after. I'm just not going to bother with it Uh, unless it's Mm. out of Japan. But like I'm like thinking, I'm like, I want to start watching movies again. Like that used to be like my favorite thing ever was movies like. Yeah. Like going to the theater was like. I mean, for lack of a better term and for lack of a better belief system, it was basically church for me at that time. (laughs) But like there was a reason it was a good enough supplement. Mm -hmm. You know, if let's say someone's on a vegan diet, they're having to get supplements in order to not die in the next seven years. But that was basically what I was going through. And but they were good enough supplements to get me through those years. It was just good storytelling. And it was like inspiring. I got something out of it. I felt better. I wanted to be better after seeing them. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, I, I need to go actually watch those again. It was crazy. Like uh, about a year ago, I started or I, I looked into the site called Letterboxd, which is where you can like <clears throat> um, go through all the movies that you've watched and like mark that you've watched them. Mm. Um, I've got like four and, like, of those websites for video games. I'm far more obsessed with that now. And but I mean, like going through all the films that I've watched, one, I've watched like some somewhere up in the thousand mark, um, which I didn't realize Easy. like how many that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but. um, But it was just like, man, these are a lot like a lot of good movies and not a lot of bad movies. And it's like, well, I'm, I mean, duh, I'm not going to go and watch a movie that I'm not interested in. Speaking of not going to watch a movie I'm not interested in. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This new Dune does not look good at all. I am still I'm still on board with it uh, just because I've liked I've, I've enjoyed the dude's other films. Um, but which other I, things did he make? Other he than did, my least well, favorite Blade Runner film. Uh, he did Arrival. Um, oh, did he? Mm-hmm. That's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and like, I enjoyed Blade Runner 2049. And those are the only two movies of his that I've seen. <clears throat> um, hmm. So I don't know his other filmography. But because of those two movies, that's why I'm hopeful for it. But. Okay. Uh I just realized I never saw speaking of 2017, I never saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which I heard is amazing. I haven't seen that either, but I did see Bad Times at the El Royale. That was also really good and came out surprisingly late. Yeah, it It, was a fantastic movie. (laughs) I should start just making a list of this stuff that I never I never got to see, which, by the way, my whole like 2018 thing. It's not a hard mm-hmm. lock. There's plenty of things that are just great 
the, oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of exceptions like Ford versus Ferrari 1917 I'm seeing came out you know after that of course I still have not seen Ford versus <clears throat> Ferrari dude it's good um I think it like like Lincoln it would have been better if it didn't include like the last 10 minutes where it's like and now we have to see how he died even though it has nothing to do with the story it's like nothing to do with the story that just finished up we're now going to show you a 10 minute vignette where the hero dies it was like hey that was a cool story wasn't it do you want to see how he died it's like i'd actually know doesn't uh doesn't Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter end a similar way? Uh, I don't remember. I saw that a long no, time ago. No, it ends with um, with some <laughs> dude stumbling into a bar and running into that vampire, like the good vampire again. Yeah. In modern day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, have, I, I have no memory. Oh. I, I, I remember so little of that movie, even though I had a great time. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun one. We're just we're straight up just rambling. We should probably wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. so far off base. Next next week we're doing the catch up with my hero, right? Right. Okay. Which I think that just from like a notification that I got from my anime list, it looks like things are kind of ramping up. So we might have a, a fun four episodes to watch. Cool. I thought you were telling me that it uh, had another uh, hiatus, and I was like, Oh no! I no. swear. <laughs> No, apparently things are like coming to a boil. So uh, I, I think that it's uh, from from what I was from, the, at least what the notification said, which you can't trust notifications because they're clickbait. Right. Um, it could be uh, it could be fun time. So. Well, also, if things are coming to a boil, that means it's time to drop some eggs in it. <laughs> I like how that was the reaction to that. It's pretty appropriate. Anyway, I guess uh, go beyond plus ultra. Killing people is bad, and uh, do do not remake Firefly. And if you do, just ignore it. Like if if they remake Firefly, yeah, just yeah, don't watch just, it, y'all. Watch yeah, the original. It is so good. It is so good. I also heard oh. that Stargate's really good, and I need to watch that. Oh, Stargate's fun time. Star uh, all the, the, at least the two Stargates that I watched. Were, I heard were the first time. one is the one you should watch. Yes, the first one is the one you should watch, but I also enjoyed uh, the main character of Atlantis. So there was another show around that time called, I think, Eureka or something. Eureka was a fun time as well. It was just a quirky little sci fi comedy. Man, I, th- th- there was a time <laughs> there was a time where it was just one good thing after another. But yeah, yeah. I used to I used to watch a lot of those. Stuff. Uh, but I, I was going to say, um, I'm, we're going to also keep our eye on. Uh, Star Wars Visions because once it airs the Imaishi episode uh, we're going to talk about that too oh yeah we'll, we'll need to but we don't know when the Imaishi episode is going to air I just know that it's going to happen within the what is it 12 episodes that they're going to be doing of Star Wars Visions I know nothing about Star Wars Visions because I don't care about Star Wars and I don't care about Disney but I care about Imaishi <laughs> I am still bought into it because I am. Uh, uh. <laughs> you are hopeless is what you are. I am hopeful. You OK, ha- you do not have vision for the world outside Star Wars, but I have Star Wars visions. <laughs> yeah. All right, get out of here. <laughs> See you.